0: This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, and Tinsley Law & Title. Their sponsorship makes it possible for me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by visiting each of their Facebook pages. Good morning, friends. This is Michael from Hannigan Media, and I am in the office of Henderson County Sheriff of Bodie Hill House for our weekly podcast. How are you doing today, Sheriff?
1: Doing great. How are you, Mike?
0: I am amazing. It's always a good day to be upright and moving forward, especially at my age. Um, All right, so we have a lot to get into, including um, uh, a cold case that is all of a sudden heating up, an officer uh, getting recognized for being shot last year uh and some good news out of the police academy so uh, let's get going as we always do with the stats
1: yes sir last week was a busy week in the jail they booked in 96 individuals 15 females 81 males um our average so far this year has been 351 we've got 382 in custody today Uh, we've got 56 um inmates are uh Contract inmates, either Ice Rockwall County or Van Zandt County.
0: All right, so that number has been creeping up a little bit at a time to me and getting back to what average yes, is before COVID. Not yes. that not that Henderson County is having a crime spike or anything. right? But we're getting back to where we were before COVID. Yes, sir. That's what it sounds like to we're getting me. Getting real close. Yeah. All right, and those numbers that you have for the out-of-county, um, I think in a, either last week or the week before, we talked about the U.S. Marshals, and you guys were talking about a contract to bring more contract inmates to Henderson County. How's that going?
1: It's going really well. The, uh, Marshal Service is actually scheduled to be here today. Um, we'll have a session and talk over, um, some numbers on some contracts and then they've also they're also bringing their federal jail inspectors in to walk through the jail and look and walk through our medical department and uh, make sure this facility is what they're looking for and we're excited Uh, we we have no doubt that once they walk in they'll see um, those folks back there do an outstanding job and and uh, so we're like I said last week we're it's going to probably be a long process but we're looking forward to it and we're actually getting started on it today.
0: Yeah, that is a long process, whatever, especially when you're dealing with federal authorities. Yes, sir. Um, So as a reminder, these are uh, inmates that come from outside of our county that wherever they come from, like Rockwall County or ICE or maybe the U.S. Marshals,
1: they pay the county. Yes, sir. They pay the county, and and our budget basically is made up of employee costs. I mean, in the uh, jail budget and the state of Texas basically tells you how many employees you need for the size of your jail. Right. So uh, this is just this money that's coming in is just helping to offset those expenses. And and it's just a good thing to bring more money into Henderson County and uh, offset our expenses that are really set by the state when you think about it. Okay.
0: So that's what those out-of-county inmates are all about and why we track them and they're important because they actually do affect the bottom line, in a positive way, not yes, a sir. negative way. Yes, we like sir. that when it's a positive way. All right. Um, one of the things that you're really working on, uh, I know right now, is a cold case that kind of got brought up out of nowhere. Can you talk about what's going on?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, last week, we uh, got received a Crime Stoppers tip in reference to um, a missing person that happened back in 1990. that came up missing back in 1998 Uh, at that time investigator Kay Langford uh, here with the sheriff's office uh, she was working for us now she's now constable and then the Texas Rangers office Steve Foster was our Texas Ranger at the time Uh, he has since retired from the Ranger service and um, they were working on a missing person. Uh, Jennifer Winkler uh, came up missing and they were able to do some work and track down uh, individuals and actually found that the last place she was seen was at a club over in Gregg County. Um, and the information that they'd had was basically that she uh, left the left the club with two Hispanic males in Gregg County. Um, so Gregg County actually took the missing persons report. So she is actively still listed as a missing person, and um, it just the case kind of stalled right there. Um, haven't had much movement with it since then. Um, we received this Crime Stoppers tip, it looks like a promising tip. We're working on it. Uh, we've contacted Gregg County also. Um, they're excited to see what we can find out, and uh, so we will be working on uh, that within the weeks to come. So
0: um, and I know that I'm not sure you have the case filed right in front of you, but do we know how old Jennifer was?
1: Uh, she was in her 20s, I believe. Okay, so yes. she
0: was in her 20s. Now, after she went missing, Henderson County tracked her down to Gregg County. Yes. And so the case has actually been in Gregg County ever since. The missing person. The missing person's yes. case has been there. Because once we tracked them down to tracked her down to that spot... The case just stopped. She just disappeared. Yes, and so there hasn't been any
1: movement since then. There really has not. I mean, uh, through the years, investigators have uh, uh, worked on the case and and tried to follow up on some leads. Nothing ever really panning out. But this this Crime Stoppers tip uh, looks like it's really good information. So uh, we're going, we're very very hopeful on it. Where was Jennifer from? Uh, she was on the west end of the county. Okay. Her, uh, her, at that time, she had family up in the Metroplex, and uh, investigator Langford had reached out to them and talked to them. Um, she had, uh, you know, a mother and and some daughters, and uh, they were living in the Metroplex area. But she was staying in the Cedar Creek Lake area. All right. And so, one of the things
0: we want to highlight with this, of course, is the Crime Stoppers line. Yes. And how important the Crime Stoppers tip line can be, especially to a case like this.
1: Yes, I mean, a lot of these cases like this is you're just looking for the right piece of the puzzle. And, uh, you know, Crime Stoppers is totally anonymous. Uh, You can reach out to them at 1-800-545-TIPS and uh, put in any information that you have. It's completely anonymous. We don't usually, we, we, we do not find out who the individuals are. The Crime Stoppers board don't find out who the individuals are. Um, but it's a very very helpful tool we're able to solve cases behind it and gives it gives us leads and we're, we're very hopeful on this lead that we've got today all right so why don't
0: you give that Crime Stoppers number
1: it is 1-800-545-TIPS
0: okay and so there's a Crime Stoppers board there is uh, I was actually a member of the Crime Stoppers board for for a cup of coffee there a, <laughs> a, a few years ago and um, and they do good work. They're they're there to try and help pay out these tips and make sure that those people stay anonymous, right. which they do, um, which is an important part of this whole process. Um, and so, and those tips are very very important to you. You guys have solved crimes because yes. of Crime Stoppers tips. Yes, we
1: have. I mean, there's we we look at everyone that comes through, and a lot of those tips. Um, they come through to the sheriff's office but not only to the sheriff's office they go out to other local law enforcement agencies here throughout the county so uh it's a, it's a very good resource
0: all right so on top of the crime stoppers tips always remember that you can reach out to the sheriff's office itself if you yes. want to talk directly to the sheriff's office um you can do that through the uh sheriff's office phone number
1: yes it's 903-675-5128 or
0: Uh, the Henderson County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. Yes. The administrator for that page is you.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you message that page, you're talking directly to me, um, and I will uh, respond to you, and uh, anything that you can give us is is vital information. It doesn't matter if you think it's just a small thing. uh, Reach out to us and let us know so we can look at it.
0: Yeah, you never know how your piece of information, as you said earlier, fits into the puzzle. Exactly. You might have the missing piece. It might not seem like much to you, but it might make everything else come together. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, and I know uh, we've talked about this. We've been doing this now, this podcast, for two years almost. Yes, sir. And there have been many, many, many times that we have talked about... um, people who have been arrested or crimes that have been solved, mysteries that have been solved because of tips that you've gotten
1: through your Facebook page. Yes, sir. It's amazing to, uh, anytime we need somebody identified, if I've got a good clear shot of them, if I can put them on Facebook, I don't remember a time where I didn't get a response and get the people identified. And quickly, too, usually. Yes, sir. sir.
0: (laughs) Quickly. All right, so let's move on. Um, you're gonna have. You've already said you're gonna. Have, it's gonna be a busy day here at the sheriff's office. You've already said that the M- U.S. Marshal inspectors are going to be in looking into jail, but you have some other guests coming.
1: We do today. Um, Point Blank, which is a bulletproof resistant uh, manufacturer that uh, manufactures bulletproof vests, they are actually coming here today to uh, make a presentation to Investigator Jonathan Hutchison. Um, he was shot in the line of duty, um, back in 2019 and they are coming today to recognize him and, uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. His fan he doesn't know that this is happening and, uh, his, but his family does, they're all going to be here. And, uh, it's, it's just nice for, uh, point blank to take time to come down to Athens, Texas and notify, uh. Uh, recognize somebody that was wearing one of their vests when when they were shot.
0: All right, and so let's go back. This was a situation where um, he was in pursuit of someone on a motorcycle. Yes, sir. And at the end of the chase, when when he tried to apprehend the suspect. Yes. That's when that
1: happened. That's when he was shot, and then it was just really uh just a very small amount of time when his uh partner showed up deputy raider showed up and uh was assisting him and I, i'll never forget that phone call when dispatch woke me up in the morning in in uh in the early morning hours and to tell me that we had had a deputy that was shot luckily uh the vest did its job and and he didn't receive severe injuries but uh that's just not a phone call you want to get as an administrator, as anybody, Sure, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, that's, that's almost a heart-stopping phone call. But uh, the vest did its job. We're very, very thankful for Point Blank and uh, for the product that they make. And we really appreciate them taking their time coming and recognizing one of our investigators. And this is just a reminder of
0: what law enforcement across the country does every single day, yes, sir. Uh, because you just never know what day it might be that you might end up in that kind of situation.
1: Yes, sir. It can happen in the blink of an eye. And uh, uh, but you know that the folks that work here—I can't speak for across the nation—but the folks that work here and and in the local areas, they love what they do. Sure. And they are here to uh, to do a job, and uh, we couldn't make it without them.
0: I've always said that it takes a very certain kind of person to be, law, be in law enforcement, to be a deputy, to be a police officer. Yes, sir. Um, and, and the best ones are the ones who are here to serve and care about the community. And But this is the kind of things that they face on a daily basis, and you never know. Um, because um, today we're talking about a deputy from your department who got shot but there have been other incidences around the county. There was one not long ago up in seven points. Or uh or in Maybank, the yes. forward D P S officer. Yes. Who now works out there, um, who is who was shot. Uh, and all thankfully also
1: Yes okay. Everything was okay. And then of course we never will forget uh, uh May of two thousand and seven when we lost two deputies and right. another one was shot and injured. So uh, it, it happens here. It happens here at home. Yeah. And uh, but of course, we mandate folks. We mandate our folks that are on patrol to you know they're mandated to wear their vest and and uh, point blank, definitely does their job.
0: All right. Well, we're glad that this is a this this is a, a, a service or a a, a remembrance of something positive. Yes sir, yes sir. Because um, without those vests, it could be a, a totally different sort of yes, sir. situation. All okay. right, so let's let's wrap this up talking about, um, I know you're uh, kind of excited, uh, you've got some new graduates.
1: We do, We. Uh, I, I was able and honored to uh, swear in five new deputies Um, Monday. This past Monday, they just graduated the East Texas Police Academy, and they uh, went and took their uh, state peace officer's exam last Friday. They all passed, of course, and then we were able to swear them in as deputy sheriffs here on Monday. And they are all currently working inside the detention division, inside the jail. but now they've got some more responsibilities and are looking to uh, further their career in law enforcement and we are excited to have them. It's, uh, it's, it's always nice to uh, be able to sponsor your employees and watch them grow throughout their career and their career is uh, just getting started. They do excellent work as jailers and uh, ready to take the next step. Very cool process for them and because it's 2020,
0: their, um, their police academy experience was not the norm.
1: <laughs> no, sir, it was not, of course. They were started, they were rocking and rolling, and then uh, COVID hit and put the brakes on the academy. We didn't know exactly what was gonna uh, come of the academy, if they would even graduate, um, which was kind of heartbreaking. And then uh, here in a little bit, they started back up doing classes via Zoom. And then, by the end of it, they were back in the classroom and uh, able to finish the class out. and uh, what was really surprising is COVID did not extend the class, so they didn't have to go longer. They just uh, had to work a little harder when they were there. so
0: Hey, well that's you know you'd like to see somebody coming out of a, a situation like that when you can handle when a curveball starts <laughs> <actually. laughs> Yes, sir. That's one of those uh, those skill sets that are hard to teach but are important to have. So you like seeing that as they graduate?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, now, one thing that was kind of disheartening is they did not get to have a graduation ceremony, which this uh, was uh, this was the I. I've been here 23 years and never seen that but we we also we all know we've never seen a lot of stuff that we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis but they did graduate and it was an honor to swear them in yeah a lot of
0: things in 2020 we never (laughs) saw (laughs)
1: right yes sir Uh,
0: how many graduated
1: I don't know how many was in the actual class I actually sponsored um six individuals that graduated and uh one of those does not work for me um we are working on his background He, he wants to Come to workforce, but we're going to pick him up hopefully as a reserve right now and see what see what happens.
0: Outstanding. Well, that's some good news. Um, you know, it's always good to have more people coming into the profession. Yes, sir. Um, you know, especially at this level. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up uh, in, in a, a very interesting. Week it's been. You like you said. You've got the graduation, which is big. You've got the U.S. Marshals coming in, also big. We've got uh, the the Point Blank folks coming in, which is a really nice thing. And then the the um, Cold Case that. You know, we could get an answer to, which would be really nice after we're looking at 22 years. 22
1: years, yes, sir.
0: So, all right. Well, Sheriff, thank you very much for giving us a chance to come in and talk to you about what's going on in our Sheriff's office uh, this week. Remember, guys. Uh, Crime Stoppers and the Sheriff's Office number, if you have any tips as we go. Why don't you give them those yes, two sir. numbers again, sir?
1: You reach out at the Sheriff's Office through the Facebook page, message us there. You can call the, the Sheriff's Office at 903 675 5128 or contact Henderson County Crime Stoppers at 1 800 545 TIPS.
0: All right, and we'll see you next week.
1: Thank you, Mike.